I'm not a dumbass as we are. Good morning, everybody in the chat. Um, some some poor souls listen to this thing via podcast, and they probably have no idea who I'm talking about. If you're one of those people, or if you're watching this on Rumble, we do this live on YouTube Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings, roughly between 7.30 and 8.30 in the morning, um, depending on my schedule and what my previous evening has looked like. So, good morning, Rocklick Ranch. Rocklick, bro. It's been a hot minute. Lick that rock. Lick that. Lick all the rocks, dude. Whatever you're into. The shiny rocks, the purple rocks, the smooth river stones, the driveway gravel. Whatever, dude, whatever you're into, man. Whatever you're into. Now, if, if on your Apocalypse Indicator bingo card, you had Snoop Dogg Stop Smoking Weed, you won the internets for today. Yeah. Um, is that news? Uh, maybe compared to all the other news that I've perused this morning. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much at the top of the list. I think it's happy news. Like you think it. Also, my wife is off camera over here providing commentary in the yes. background. But yeah, I think it's happy news. Yeah, like you think a, so? It's a like monumental thing. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Snoop doesn't smoke weed anymore. Right. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. If you're of a certain age, this is very impactful. If you're not of a certain age, you don't care. Um, my question is, honestly, is that any more or less important than all the other air quote news that's out there today? Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have said, yeah, he quit smoking so that he can eat edibles so that he can give his lung a rest. Uh, whatever. I don't... It, it matters about as much as uh, what Xi and Biden talked about yesterday. Just being <laughs> perfectly honest. Um, today is the 17th of November. If uh, you're new here, welcome. Subscribe, ring the little bell icon. Do all the damn YouTube things. If you're not new here, you know what to do. Share the show with somebody you love. Leave a comment for the YouTube algorithmic robots to munch on and give us a thumbs up. That helps us very much. Um, the show is brought to you by the creator of the universe, Yahuwah, your Elohim, the Lord, your God. The fine people at the Bear Independent Patreon channel, link in the description, and of course, refugemedical.com, for whom I am the chief shill because I founded this company in my barn four years ago. I'm going to tell you right now, the store closes at sundown tonight because six days ye shall labor. The seventh is a Sabbath of rest. Uh, so at sundown, the store will be closed. If you're watching this after Friday, uh, the store reopens at sundown Saturday. Um, Bear facts are back in stock. I told the patrons a couple days ago so that they could get first dibs. Bear facts are back in stock. I know many of y'all have been waiting for them to come back in stock. All colors are back in stock. They'll probably sell out today. Uh, if not, check back tomorrow. But um, shout out no, to tomorrow, Sunday. Well, tomorrow after sundown. Oh, okay. Shout out to the crazy kids at refugemedical.com who are uh, running the store, paying all the orders, uh, giving you your customer service phone calls and your videos every time you order something and the package goes out. They're doing an awesome job of um, keeping stuff in stock, keeping their heads above water amidst um, global warfare. So we're going to do the brief today, we're going to look at economic indicators. We're going to look at national intel. Uh, we might talk a little bit about Iran and Russia. We might not. But, eh. 
Iran, terrorist assholes. Russia, kind of terroristic assholes. The end. Now, to the brief. The brief. 17 November 23. That is today. Data from October, that would be last month, shows that retail sales dropped for the first time in seven months as consumers finally hit the brick wall of inflation and heavy interest rates, despite the pervasive YOLO attitude towards spending. (coughs) The chief economist at LPL Financial said, quote, easing inflation pressures will provide some salve for the market, but some forward-looking indicators such as delinquencies hint at some emerging challenges as we head into 2024, end quote. Also, U.S. credit card debt now exceeds one trillion doll hairs. One trillion doll hairs. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. That's a great indicator, right? More recently, in the week ending November the 11th, unemployment applications grew by 13,000, the most in three months. Also in October, only, according to uh, Customs and Border Protection, only 240,000 illegal immigrants entered the country last month. There's a little number for you. Uh, uh, let's see. The week of November 11th marks the sixth week in a row that claims for unemployment have risen. Chief U.S. Economist for High Frequency Economics, Rubila Faruqi, said, quote, that's a great name, Rubila Faruqi. Quote, job growth remains strong and businesses have yet to start reducing their workforce in a significant way, but the continuing claims data are pointing to some softening in labor demand in line with what the Fed wants to see. It should be high, should be noted that hiring has slowed overall. The Fed wants to see a decrease in labor demand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they... They have our best interests at heart, always. In addition to the above-mentioned indicators, there is yet another indicator that inflationary pressures may be withdrawing. Mortgage rates have fallen to a 7.44% average in the third straight week of rates trending downward. Chief economist at Freddie Mac, Sam Qatar, who? What happened to, like, standard names? Like Smith. Bill, Jim, Bob. Yeah. Tim. Tina. Lucy. No, we don't we don't do this anymore. The melting pad. Give us your tired, your poor, your needy, your okay, your your homegrown terrorists, your southern border infiltrators, your sleeper cells. Uh, Sam Qatar said, quote, the combination of continued economic strength, lower inflation, and lower mortgage rates should likely bring more potential home buyers into the market. End quote. Hopefully, real estate is still incredibly overpriced. Um, And that's in large part due to Bidenomics and uh, inflation, because real estate, much like shiny rocks, never goes to zero. It always has some inherent value. And so a lot of people have been using real estate as an investment vehicle because at least it won't be worthless. Um, and the funny thing about dirt is they're not making any more of it. Like you got what you got. Yep. It, it, it is. Um, unless, unless we've all been lied to by NASA and the earth is actually expanding along with the universe. Maybe it's the centripetal force 
of the flat pizza-shaped earth spinning that's causing everything to expand outward and the uh, subduction zones from the 27 different tectonic plates right there. Cut. I don't know. I'm being tinfoily right now. I'm just joshing with you. I don't know. I would surmise that based upon what I know, which could fill a thimble, um, that they're not making any more earth. And that's why people invest in it because it's a limited resource and scarcity breeds value. Plus, you, you may not know this, but in most places, you can make food come up out of the ground. And uh, food is one of those things that A, is pretty scarce right now, and B, studies indicate you will die without. So, let's see. It seems that the Fed's policies are finally tricking th trickling through the economy, and all of this data means that additional rate hikes are becoming less likely. We shall see. The average Joe will be happy to hear this tidbit. Doug McMillan, Walmart's CEO, said on Thursday that food prices may finally deflate, may finally deflate. Quote, we're seeing dry grocery and consumables start to deflate in the coming weeks and months, he said, end quote. While food inflation has slowed over the last few months, prices have certainly not offered the much needed relief of deflation yet. <laughs> Texas sheep lady. Oh, Iceland is making more earth, but it might be a little hot for a while. It is. My, the, my favorite thing about this Iceland thing that's going on is like, A, it's kind of interesting to me, scientifically. It's an interesting thing. Oh, look, the earth is making more earth. But B, it's totally being used as a wag the dog thing. Like, it's it's the smoke and mirrors. Hey, look, Iceland's on fire. Gorindavik is going to cease to exist. Five days ago, nobody knew what the hell a Gorindavik was. And now, like, the whole world is watching this little tiny fishing town in Iceland. And not the Ukrainian war, not uh, Israel and Hamas and Gaza, not economic indicators, not Xi and Putin, uh, not, none of that. Nobody's watching any of or Putin's approval ratings. No, we're like, no, no, Gorindavik, Gorindavik. Gorindavik, babe. I think it might just be people want to see some stuff explode. You think so? Yeah. You think the collective psyche of humans is like, we're at shit, we're at shit needs to explode yeah. now? That's interesting commentary. Yeah. I'm kind of on board with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of on board with that. That's why Snoop quit smoking grass. It's, it's a psyop. <laughs> Somebody from the DNC called Snoop. It was like, we need we a distraction. We need a big distraction. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, shit. Oh, I literally prayed before the brief to please, y'all, don't make me too salty for this brief. Because um, I got to be honest with you. I've, I've plowed through the news this morning as I normally do every morning, uh, but especially Monday, Wednesday, Friday, prior to doing the brief. And it, there's just so much shit. There's just so much meh, trash. It's like, it just makes me wonder, are you better, in, uh, am I, are we better informed about what's happening in Ukraine than we are about who the county commissioner is and what their policies are? Like, things that matter, right? Like yesterday, the county was out paving in our little county, which is, I use the term paving loosely because they were, they were putting a top coat 
on what used to be an asphalt road that devolved into a dirt road, then somebody graveled over and they were top coating it with fines, essentially crushed sand, the stuff that you screen out of a crushing plant when you make gravel on a road that clearly has drainage issues. It's like, guys, I really appreciate the effort, but this isn't going to stick to anything at all. And you actually made the problem worse. And so factually, that has more impact on me every day. The capability and capacity of the County Department of Transportation has more direct effect on my life than a potential ceasefire in Israel or uh, the fact that... Um, Oh, I forget it. The International Study of Institute of Warfare, whatever it was, it basically said that it is not possible for Ukraine to win the war against Russia. Okay, those are interesting data points. It That matters less factually in my life than the fact that the county sucks shit at paving roads around here. Um, scriptures question, can you lead me in the right direction to understand why certain words are capitalized, especially in Genesis? Sure. Certain words are capitalized in Genesis because they're referring to deity or it's a name or a named place. Um, I'll give you an example. Why? Deuteronomy 34. Right? We're here now. Whatever. Deuteronomy 34. There's this really interesting thing that happens in Deuteronomy 34, which is where Yah's chosen prophet... Uh, Moses, Moshe, dies. Deuteronomy 34, Moshe went up from the desert plain of Moab to Mount Nebo to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. And Yahuwah, the Lord your God, showed him all the land of Gilead as far as Dan and all of Naphtali and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh and all the land of Judah as far as the Western Sea and the Negev and the plain of the valley of Jericho and the city of the palm trees as far as Zoar. And Yahuwah said to him, this is the land which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, to your seed, I, I give it. I have let you look at it with your eyes, but you do not pass over there. And Moshe, the servant of Yahuwah, died there in the land of Moab, according to the mouth of Yahuwah. And he buried him, capital H, he, and he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. And no one knows his burial place to this day. <clears throat> Verse 6. And he, that he, capital H, he, is possessive of whom? Yah, Yahuwah, the Lord God buried Moses. Right? And so just by capitalizing that one word, and he buried him, that really changes the context, doesn't it? That it could be lowercase h he some dude from israel dug a hole and lowered moshe's corpse into it or capital h he yahuwah buried him the lord god buried him whoa dude that's really significant and you can go you, you can extrapolate that out from there in the book of jude it talks about how the body of moshe was fought over for three days that Satan and Michael, Michael, the archangel, fought for three days over the body of Moses. Why? Well, go to the Mount of Transfiguration. 
Messiah's up on the mountain and there's and he's glowing white. He's transfigured. There's two other figures with him, Moses and Elijah. Why? Because in one place, at one time, we have the physical, metaphysical, spiritual manifestation of the Torah, the prophets, the resurrection. Moses, Elijah, Messiah in one place in front of witnesses, Peter and John, because in the mouths of two or three, let a thing be established. And then you go to the tomb, the empty tomb uh, in Luke 24 of Mashiach, and there's two men glowing white there. Who are they? I would submit. Where have we seen two dudes with Messiah glowing white before? Moses and Elijah. Who are the two prophets in the book of Revelation that literally spit fire from their mouth and call down fire from the heavens? Where have I seen that before? I think those two dudes are Moses and Elijah. Some people think it might be Enoch as well. But why would Yah, Yah, bury Moses? Because that's how much Moses meant to Yah. That's a big deal. And see, you get that just out of capitalizing one letter, right? And so you gotta, you gotta let, uh, you gotta let the word speak to you. You have to study the word. Don't just read it. Study it. All right. What the hell else we're we talking about? All right, the brief. In other news, the United Auto Workers have been on strike saying that record profits should lead to record contracts. After contentious final few days of voting, General Motors union workers ratified a deal with the UAW, or the United Auto Workers. The deal includes a 25% pay increase, among other things. Votes for deals with Ford and Stellantis are currently in the works. Similar dissatisfaction with the lack of corporate trickle-down is playing out for Starbucks. I love this little tidbit here. Because you reap what you sow. If you want to infuse communism into your capitalist company, you reap what you sow. The company recently announced an annual 3% raise and benefit changes, but not for its unionized workers. I, well, okay. For context, the world's biggest coffee house chain just saw record fourth quarter revenue. Now workers decided to strike on Starbucks promotion day, Red Cup Day. Last year, over a thousand employees went on strike on Red Cup Day, but this year is expected to be the largest ever for the company as over 200 locations across the nation strike. So if you're into mermaid coffee, uh, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily go there, period. Mm -mm. But... But isn't there a small mom and pop coffee <laughs> shop around you that you can support right? somewhere? Isn't there? We got a coffee barn. Yeah, we do. We have a coffee barn. In front, if you've ever been to Refuge Medical HQ, in front of Refuge Medical HQ, there's a little shack, a little shed. And there's a really nice lady in there. And she sells great coffee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I try and get to, uh, I try and give her money. Right? And so I just think it's kind of humorous that Starbucks was like, yeah, peace, love, and chicken grease, man. Y'all want a union? Have a union. Y'all want to do communist stuff? Do communist stuff. You want to, you know, have so many holes in your face that it looks like you were attacked by the hardware aisle of the farm store? Go for it. That's fine. That's fine. You want, you know, to shave your half of your head and put the other half into a mohawk that's, you know, dyed and the colors of the rainbow so you can support trans rights go for it oh 
you're on strike now. Okay. Hey, man, you reap what you sow. The other thing that most people who don't operate businesses, i.e. Uh, employees and outsider perspective, don't understand is record profits for a company don't mean shit if your operational costs have increased because you have to take a large percentage of that profit and sow it back into the company to make up for the increased operational costs, your OPEX and your COGS, your cost of goods. I don't know if anybody else has noticed, but the cost of coffee has about doubled in the last 12 months. And this isn't me supporting Starbucks. These are just facts. The raw inputs, your COGS, cost of goods, the coffee, cream. Has anybody noticed uh, grocery prices have gone up? Yeah, mm -hmm. for everybody, right? And then labor costs. A 3% increase in wages is nothing. That doesn't keep up with inflation at all. Um, refuge, just all tenured employees just received a 20% pay increase. Praise Yah, and thank you for supporting Refuge. And Refuge operates at a realized 5% profit margin, 5%. And then that goes into a separate account, a profit account, which is then sewn back into the business because COGS cost of goods is way up. OPEX is way up. Labor costs are way up. So... Yeah, record profits doesn't necessarily indicate that the company's super healthy. So, something to think about. So, that's your written brief on economic indicators. Um, let's see. Iran. We'll briefly touch on this. The International Atomic Agency... I think is what they're called, the International Atomic Agency or international nerds with pocket protectors who spy on, you know, atomic stuff, uh, .org, has said that Iran is approximately two weeks away from being able to enrich uranium to the point where it can be weaponized for a nuclear bomb. Now, previous estimates were that they were six months away from that. And... Iran is supposed to, according to international law, this piece of paper that we have, only supposed to enrich uranium to the point where it can be used for nuclear reactors to produce electricity. And Iran has basically always said, of course, that's all we're ever going to do, ever, always. No, we just want nuclear power for the people. And so the International Atomic Agency was basically like, hey, bro, why do you have a bunch of 60% plus enriched uranium? You only need 32% for a nuclear reactor. And they're like, oh, for no reason, uh, no reason at all. So now the postulation is that Iran is two weeks away from being able to produce a nuclear weapon. Okay. Can they deliver a nuclear weapon? Do they have delivery capabilities? Mm, not really. But Russia, Russia has a hypersonic nuclear capable delivery system that also has everybody up in arms. Ah, oh, the Russians, it's impossible to defeat this missile. Maybe, 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 I don't know. Um, I believe it was the, was it the Patriot missile system has shot down, the U.S. Patriot missile, missile system has shot down some of Russia's hypersonic high altitude re-entry delivery systems, their hypersonic missiles uh, in Ukraine. Okay, 
it's math. It's just math. Like you can hit in theory, you can hit any target if the math is right. Well, it's going Mach 4.2. Okay. Our missiles only go Mach 1.8. Okay. As long as I can figure out the trajectory and I can in I can intersect your projectile with my projectile, problem solved. Right? It's math. So <clears throat> again, the news this morning is meh. Meh. Um, but those are maybe the two noteworthy things in the news. I'm 0% concerned about either of those little tidbits, being perfectly frank. And it's not that they're not important factoids to store in the back of your brain. It's just I don't have the capacity to care right now. I got too much other shit going on. Like, again, can the, can the county actually pave a road? That'd be awesome. Like, I might run for county commissioner just to make sure that the freaking roads get paved. Not that the good people at the county aren't trying to pave roads, but you don't pave roads with sand. That shit's retarded. So, I digress. What, again, what matters more? Iran is two weeks away from nuclear weapons? Or who's your police chief? Russia has hypersonic uh, delivery systems? Or who's your county commissioner? Right? Who's teaching your children? Yeah. What daycare do they go to? I don't really want to jump in that rabbit hole right now, but um, do you know there have been hundreds of documented cases, hundreds of documented cases of daycares that have been stood up specifically as cover for action to have access to young children to exploit those children and traffic those children and produce uh, CSIM, child sexual exploitation material. AKA to film your children getting raped. So what daycare do your kids go to? That probably matters a lot more than the Iranians are two weeks away from being able to make a nuclear bomb. See what I mean? In other news, um, I do want to thank the dance monkeys clap hand for the dance monkeys for producing the written brief that I get to read to you every day. It's been a while since I give them the credit that they're due. So, Bear Bear, what's the funniest pew-pew you've had in hand? The funniest pew-pew? I'm very pragmatic. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't worship at the altar of weaponry. Does it work? Cool. What polymer frame striker-fired 9mm pistol should I buy? I don't care. I, I don't care. The, the one that you can shoot. What AR-15 should I get? I don't care. I don't care. Does it have a sling and a white light and a way to aim it? Cool. I don't care. Should I get an angled grip or a vertical foregrip? I don't care. What's your volume of fire? Because angled grip, you're still holding around uh, the rail on the front, which doesn't have a heat shield in it anymore because we got to have our M-lock to bolt all of our unnecessary shit on the front end of it, right? So angled grip, you're still gripping around the... Uh, the uh, handguard, which means when your barrel gets hot, you don't have anything to hold on to versus a vertical grip. You can get a little bit of distance away from the barrel. So if you're going to dump, I don't know, three or four mags quickly, that barrel is going to heat up and then you're not going to have anything to hold on to. You know, what's your sustained rate of fire with an AR-15? Blah, 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 blah. Don't, like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. 
I just, I don't care. Um, yeah. Shall we do the national intel? Would you all like to do the national intel? What does Mrs. Bear prefer? She has a Glock 43 uh, X and she will totally shoot you in the face with it because she's really good with it. True or untrue, sweetheart? True. True. <clears throat> I think I even have a picture of one of your most recent targets on my phone. You should. I sent it to you. I do. I just must find it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right? That's an 8-inch Birchwood KC target. That's what we call F around and find out. Yeah. She will smoke your ass quick. And you were wearing your chicken shirt, one of many. Are those <laughs> are those who tend chickens called chicken tenders? Is what That's what I'm wearing right now. Oh, you are wearing that shirt right now. I thought it was my chicken pot pie shirt. No, not your chicken <laughs> pot pie. No, Snoop. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, I guess we're going to do the national intel, huh? Okay, fine. We'll do the next. Yeah, one I guess until. you got to do that. You know, that's Should what, I? That? That's what the people are here for. I'm what? over here schwacking people in chat. Why? Because somebody said women are to be silent in the church. So I silenced his ass, <sighs> and I was like, "How's that?" <laughs> <laughs> He's quoting Paul, but yeah, um, good job. Also, this ain't church. So, can we do the intel, Trevor? Yeah, I guess. Trevor wants to. All right, Trevor, we're going to do it just for you. There's 1,319 of us here. The other 1,318, plug your ears. This is for Trevor only. <laughs> there's there's a lot. Um, bonus intel. This is, uh, you email this to intel at barrendependent.com. PJD, what's up, PJD? Um, intel at barrendependent.com. What's the email address? Intel at barrendependent.com. Okay. You're welcome, Trevor. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> all right. These are all quotes. I'm not going to say quote over and over again. Friday morning, Bear mentioned the issues surrounding the possibility of increased mass shootings due to modifications, both legal and non-legal. What? You keep going. You got it. Ah, uh, this is a clip from a local article. Police have said juveniles are breaking into cars or stealing cars to get guns out of them. Investigators believe some of the juveniles are modifying the stolen guns to make them shoot faster. You're in shock. These aren't video games, said Councilman Scotty Johnson. When you're talking about modifying guns that already have the capacity to take lives, but you're talking about firing 22 rounds in less than five seconds. That is of great concern to us all. Uh, yeah, I mean gets back to like people want giggle switches and fight light belt fed uppers or AR-15. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah. Arguably. Yes. It's cool. What do you need automatic weapons for now? Don't get me wrong. I like automatic weapons, but the best suppressive fire is what accurate aimed fire. There you go. The best way to neutralize the threat to spray a hundred round belt of five, five, six at them or to shoot them in the face with your rifle. Or your handgun. See what I mean? 
Uh, let's see. Chief Terry Thietke acknowledged Thursday that police are seeing more illegally modified guns on the streets. A common modification called a Glock switch makes a gun fully automatic in seconds. It is illegal, but the device can be made using uh, additive manufacturing. I'm not going to tell you how to make that. I've never made one. I don't know anything about it. Uh, next, Shalom Bear. I live in a small county in West Central North Carolina. Last night, my stepdaughter, eight years old, and her father and stepmom were in a motor vehicle collision with a significant modality of injury, MOI, at a high rate of speed impacted by a reckless teenager driver turning onto their lane. By the grace of God, no one was acutely injured. However, I wanted to shed some light on the emergency response that was subpar at best, and hopefully this will provide intel from my area to show the ineffect of the emergency response that is oftentimes reported. My wife and I were five minutes up the road when the incident occurred, and we were alerted immediately by the child's stepmother. We arrived to the scene before any emergency responder. Once the fire department and EMS arrived, I reported to them my initial assessment of the crash and the injured parties, including my stepdaughter. I was ignored, and the minor child was assessed by the paramedic on scene, spine was palpated, and my wife was told she don't need no ride to the hospital. Shortly thereafter, my stepdaughter and the child's stepmother had complaints of severe neck and head pain. The adult was transported, and my wife and I transported my stepdaughter, POV, to the hospital for evaluation. My background, I was an EMT for a few years in my 20s, since expired with an International Trauma Life Support Certification. And I would never hear of this type of piss-poor pre-hospital care. A pediatric extracted from a motor vehicle accident with a significant modality of injury, 8-inch intrusion on the impact side, should immediately have C-spine and be thoroughly assessed and transported. Agreed. This is a prime example of what you teach about self-reliance. We have to be our own advocates for care and for our family's well-being. Many responders have extensive medical training and experience. However, pride and hubris tend to creep in. The unwritten motto, it's not my emergency, is beneficial to allow for controlled and calculated care for the sick and injured, but it shouldn't make you jaded. This experience has definitely solidified my family's need for what Refuge Medical has to offer. I know that you make fine trauma and first aid kits, and we will for sure be purchasing some in the very near future. What type of kits would you recommend for a small family of four? God bless you for the training you provide and the equipment you have to offer. Well, praise Yah. Um, by the way, I never read the national intel uh, beforehand. I just do it live because I want you guys to get my off-the-cuff responses. So this is not uh, this is not seated in here for advertising purposes. Um, in every vehicle that I have, there's a minimum of three things that a vehicle that I have has to have in it. All vehicles. It has to have a first aid kit in it, like my daughter's car, my son's truck, my wife's car, my truck has to have a first aid kit. It has to have a radio, right? And then this might scare, might shock some of you. Water, because you'll die without it. Cases of water. We buy cases of water by the pallet around here. Okay, those three things. Um, first aid kits. I have, I have, my truck is a combination of a gun truck and an ambulance for the reasons you just described. So what I have in my truck doesn't matter. But in my daughter's car, there is an ARC strapped to the headrest, uh, advanced ripaway kit from Refuge, strapped to the passenger headrest so that she could reach back and grab it. 
Uh, in my son's truck, there's a red Bearfac, one of these. What kit do you have in your car? You have a BLS kit, basic life support kit. Me? Yeah. I, I have a Bearfac. And you have a Bearfac. Yeah. Awesome. My wife has a Bearfac and a BLS kit. And a homemade boo-boo. And a homemade boo-boo kit. I have a stomp bag, a BLS bag, an ALS bag, a robust boo-boo kit, and then because I'm me, I have both armor and a chest rig in there, and so I've got an SOB on my plate carrier, and I've got an arc on a dangler on my chest rig, plus whatever I'm wearing on my person, which today is an ankle rig. So for your vehicle, um, an arc or a bear fact is a great place to start, and then if you want a more robust kit, more capability, like working a four-person MVA, look at the adventure kit. The adventure kit, which is back in stock, um, the adventure kit is, it does everything from boo-boos to broken bones to bullet holes. Mm -hmm. um, really good kit. Brian S., love the arc. I put one on my wife's car driver headrest. Thanks, Brent. Right. Yeah, so we're back. You should tease, though, about the adventure. Should I tease the adventure? When it comes to us females. I'll just say if you're a woman. Or you, you have a special woman in your life. Or you have a special woman in your life. You should really be paying attention to the store around Black Friday. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. And for, for vehicles, I really like the red with reflective. In fact, we posted um, an AAR, after action report, of um, one of y'all that uh, a vehicle rolled and stuff got thrown everywhere. And in the tall grass, they were still able to find their red bear fact. And they were saying, I'm glad I got red as compared to Coyote Tan or Multicam or Ranger Green for that application because I could find the red in the tall grass. And that's the point of this. Also, this right here, this isn't silver. This is reflective. So in low light, no light conditions, if you shine a light on this, this reflects. Okay. That's intentional. So I would recommend that. Uh, let's see. Next. My wife works on the back end of a bank with multiple locations in Ohio. She specifically deals with disputes, fraud, and issues with debit cards. They had a problem with skimmers placed on ATMs at the branch location about a month ago and had to comb through 300 disputes. This last week, the same thing, but at, a much, at much more locations, resulting in over 1,500 disputes. These were at bank ATMs. Apparently, this is not only a problem for the bank she works for either. Other banks are reporting similar issues. In addition to that, a local gas station in Podunk, nowhere, found a skimmer on their pump last week as well. Best advice I've heard is to wiggle the card reader or use cash when possible. Um, does it come in yellow? It does not come stock in yellow, Chief PI, but if you want to do a custom run of several kits or more, email sales at refugemedical.com. Uh, to the point of cash, we've been talking more and more about these green rectangles that we've got. I, as a matter of habit, carry cash on me all the time. And it's not money that's evil. It's the love of money that's evil. 
And what I love with money is being able to get my ass out of bad situations by throwing money at the problem. And I don't mean that to sound calloused. What I mean is money solves a lot of problems from a flat tire to I need a hotel room to I need to bribe my way through this checkpoint or I need a last minute flight or whatever. And so I have cash flex, <laughs> Mike Berman, flexing hard, bro. If I spin this camera around and show you the piece of shit house that I live in, you might think differently. Not it's beautiful on the inside because you're very good at what you do. Yes. On the outside. And it's still standing. And so it praise not... God, it's still standing. But I can't wait for the day that I can smash this house into a pile with a track hoe. <laughs> Facts. Make it rain, Barry. Well, Rich, you come over here and dance all nice next to me. It's supposed to rain Sunday. It is supposed to rain Sunday. <laughs> um, but anyway, having some cash on your person goes a long way towards solving problems. And so I stash cash all over the place. I actually have, um, it's funny, it's my operational jacket that's just like, it doesn't have patches and that no name tabs, nothing like that. It's just a normal everyday dad jacket. And they, it's stuffed full of accoutrement for when we're in the field doing Caleb House stuff. And one of the things that I carry is a significant amount of cash. Why? Well, sometimes you need a snitch. You know how easy it is to get information on somebody by throwing a $50 bill at somebody else? Very easy. Yeah, think about that. Or I don't want a digital record of the things that I'm doing. Cash. Cash, cash, cash. So cash solves a lot of problems. I would recommend just keeping some cash on you. Okay? Okay. Back next. Back in October here in Wisconsin, the HSHS Medical Network of Clinics and Hospitals had a cyber attack. Doctor, oh, by the way, you didn't get this info from me. But that happened in Oklahoma City, too. Not one hospital. What? All the hospitals. Cyber attacks. Mm. To the point that many were inop, inoperable. Mm. Doctors were using paper prescriptions and such. It lasted at least two weeks, I think more like three, and was later confirmed as a cyber attack. Not until after the network was restored did they say what had happened. Now, at least in my area, I'm rural, but the closest towns and cities to me, the Walmart and Family Dollar stores are only accepting cash for a week, and none of the computer-related systems are functional. I suspect this is another cyber attack. Nothing has been reported as to why they're only taking cash. That, so that could be a commo issue. Um, one of the things that I've seen going on around here and in other areas, rural areas, is the... Um, the uh, Back in the 50s, we had a big push for rural electrification. We, as if I was here. I was in a twinkle in my daddy's eye in the 50s. Um, in the 50s, my daddy was a kid. But the United States had a big push for rural electrification. Right now, we're having a big push for rural high-speed internet. And there are more backhoes, mini-Xs, and drilling rigs around everywhere than I've ever seen. 
and I'm very familiar with subsurface construction. At one point was involved in what was at the time the longest uh, horizontal directional drill on planet Earth. Um, yeah. What was the name of that company? EC, Environmental Crossings, out of Texas. They had, at the time, the largest directional drill on planet Earth with 1.8 million pounds of drill head pressure and 2.2 million pounds of pullback. Huge. Anyway, so I'm familiar, right? I, I know what a mini-X is. I know what an excavator is. I've seen these things everywhere. And they're running uh, HDPE, high-density polyethylene conduit, typically orange in the two to three-inch size that serves as a conduit to pull fiber into. Why am I saying this? Because there's already, even in the rural areas, a ton of shit underground. And if you bust a fiber line while you're doing that, you shut down commo in that area because most commo now is fiber trunks that then feeds into copper distribution. And some people, a lot of people, have fiber run directly to their business or their house. But in many cases, <laughs> they still have copper run to their house. It's going through a multiplexer where the fiber comes in one end and copper comes out the other. So you bust that copper, you bust that fiber line, you can very easily take people, uh, very easily take people offline. Uh, there was a east coast blackout of camo from maine down to houston texas because a guy i believe it was in maryland was on a backhoe digging and found a fiber trunk and ripped this trunk cable in half with a backhoe and it took the whole east coast offline with camo about seven years ago maybe eight years ago uh, i happened to be working in uh, a knock a network operations center that day doing i wasn't working for the as part of the knock i was doing work in the knock and this uh internet company was losing their shit because everything went down this was uh in weatherford texas and dallas and fort worth went offline at the same time mm. and then they were like anyway that anyway i could I could regale you with stories. My point is the fragility of the infrastructure is a real thing. And dude on a backhoe digging in the wrong place can shut down half of the country's combo. Right? Right. So back to what uh, what this person was saying. Nothing has been reported as to why they're only taking cash. Seems just like the medical centers, though. I'll see what unfolds, and I don't know if any other stores are experiencing this yet. Nobody thinks of it when this happens, and they go about things not caring other than the inconvenience they experience. Should more unfold, I'll make another report, praise Yah. Yet another point is to have cash on you. Well, the, the card reader's down. Well, I need stuff, cash. Next, good morning. I don't know if this is intel-worthy, but I work at the second largest food distributor in the United States. We received notice early last week that 2023 was bad and the company is anticipating a really rough 2024. By late last week, more than 200 people across the enterprise had lost their jobs. My department wasn't impacted, but I think this is just the first round and more will be coming. I do think that's intel worthy. Hey, Bear, what's in the air on a transmission line? Static and EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies. 
uh, on the transmission line, you can take a, um, not the new LEDs, but you can take uh, an older style of um, fluorescent light bulb. Why I went like this because I was like, what are those things in the ceiling called, those lights? Um, you can take a fluorescent bulb. Don't touch the line unless you feel like exploding. Just get near the line. And there's enough um, electromagnetic frequency in the air to energize that fluorescent light bulb. In fact, many times when you're working back in the right of way, when you're 20 miles away from a paved road and it's getting dark, you can take a hanger, you can make a hanger out of a piece of wire, bend one end so it'll hang over the line, and then wrap the other end around the glass part of the bulb, not the contacts on the end, the glass part. So you're not imparting electricity from the line into the bulb and hang it on the line. And there's a lot, a, plenty of EMF in the air that it'll energize that bulb and you'll have light. So, yeah, but the fall off is significant. It's exponential. The farther away you get from it, the less and less and less you experience that. How much oil is in the transformer on the poles? You know, Rich, I'm not sure I want to answer that. Your average household transformer from, you know, coming in, 7.7 or 14.2 or even 2400 volt coming in and then transforming to 240 single phase is about the size of a five gallon bucket. Next, just a quick anecdote. Yesterday, 12 November, while walking through the hunting section at my local Walmart in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia, I noticed three military age males of what appeared to be Middle Eastern descent picking out camouflage clothes. They were speaking a language that was definitely not English or Spanish. Spanish it struck me as odd because that's not the stereotypical type of person to be buying camo or hunting supplies. Bear nose stuff. Thanks, big Tex. Um, so, sleeper cells, maybe? Just like the Tesla towers put the electricity through the air. Yes, except that was DC, not AC current. Tesla was a huge proponent of DC direct current. That whole Tesla versus Edison thing. It's a thing. Next, my wife works at Moog, not suspension parts, in Utah, producing micro medical equipment. This company has U.S. government contracts and also produces in space and defense operations and aircraft operating. Last week, they had little to no work due to supply chain issues and were then told that their ordering for needed material would now be going through and coming from one of the company locations in Asia, meaning they will no longer have control of what they order. Asia-based locations will. This does not make sense to anyone and has the management confused. Upon research, there are three locations in Asia, India, Philippines, and Singapore. My guess is India is now making decisions on who gets what and when. I thought this was an interesting nugget about medical supply. Could be something, could just be business. Well, brother, I'll tell you what. As a guy who owns a medical company, refugemedical.com, scarcity is a thing, bro. And I really, really am trying to not be a broken record with y'all. And I do not, I do not believe in fear-based motivation. So I'm just gonna tell you facts. Tell them, babe. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. Is it hard to keep shit in stock right now? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And if there's something that's not in stock, you need to sign up for the notify me 
because that is how you ensure that you get and like stay on your emails. Yep. Because like people get notified and 30 minutes to an hour later, it's gone again. Yep. Yeah. We had uh, just AEDs. Yep. Uh, defibrillators. We had what? Nine people yesterday. I think Liberty was telling me. She's like, we just got AEDs back in stock. I'm like, awesome. Love it. And she's like, yeah, we already have nine people waiting for AEDs. And I'm like, okay. Um, and so that's the thing, like with AEDs, we had somebody, we had an organization reach out and they're like, we want 400 AEDs. I'm like, cool. What's your timeline? Because straight from the manufacturer, here's a little tidbit for you. Straight from the manufacturer, we who are at the top tier of vendors for them, we, we can get six a month because they can't produce them because of the components. The components are trickling in. We can get six. I got a client that wants 400. I can get six a month. Okay. So back to what my wife is saying. If you see something on the website at refugemedical.com that you're interested in and it's out of stock, Click the notify me button. Scarcity is a thing, y'all. And I'm, again, I don't believe in fear-based motivation. I'm just telling you facts, which is why I give the, the crazy kids at Refuge Medical so much props because they are somehow inexplicably keeping the vast majority of things in stock at the company, given the scarcity that we're seeing worldwide. And we, unlike a lot of other companies, refuse to use subpar components. I won't do it. I'm not going to sell you something in a life-saving kit that is a bullshit component because you trust us enough to give you your money. If you have to use this kit, it's an emergency. And if somebody dies because I decided to increase my profit margin or swap out a subpar component, I'm liable. Whether or not you actually can't sue me in court for that, it's a, it's a whole thing. But I'm morally liable, I'm ethically liable, I'm spiritually liable. I've sold you something under a false pretense by selling you bullshit for a trauma first aid kit instead of an actual trauma first aid kit. So, ugh, still want to get her a postpartum bucket. Badger, just, just freaking text us, homie. You got connections, bro. Uh, next, good morning. Where I live is usually bereft of air traffic with the exception of a few touristy type small planes from Mount Washington Regional Airport. There have been on occasion training flights of A-10s and others due and others due to many mountains and valleys hereabouts. No biggie. However, there has been a marked increase in air traffic over me to wit heavy lifters, which I've heard but not seen at one point a few days ago, transiting every 10 minutes or so. There was also a very unusual flight of choppers painted army green with no tail numbers that I could see or markings of any kind. Three to be exact, flying low on an identical heading of the heavy lifters and about two minutes separation between. There was also a very low flight of an Orion configured for ground search, same heading. The traffic has slowed down as I write this, but it's still coming a few flights a day, I think. I don't know if I would hear them from inside, so I may have missed one. I was on a Mack flight headed east along this very route before Reagan was prez, refueled in Iceland and headed on to points further east. Thank you for your good works. Please hang in there. This nation will need you in the times to come. 
will bless you and thank you. And um, we've been seeing an increase in air traffic around here as well of the uh, special kind. And I have been seeing things in the night sky under nods that is literally inexplicable. Shalom, ghost. But things that I cannot explain in the night sky. Can't see them with the naked eye, but under nods I can. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll tell you guys about that in a Patreon video. It's nuts. Of course, when I saw it, I was tired and a little pissed off. And I was like, hey, if that's the Pleiadians, if I got to shoot Martians today, I'll shoot Martians today. Otherwise, I'm going to bed. <laughs> um, at night, I hear them over the Ozarks. There you go. Uh, and last, I've been listening to the brief and Intel for a little over a year now, seeing the events unfold and hearing about product scarcity. I'm in Washington State and went to get antibiotics for my son. Well, they're out and have been for some time. No alternates available, so now I get to call around and hopefully find something. I'm already working two jobs just to make ends meet, so seeing item scarcity before being able to stock up is discouraging. We tried to strategically relocate last year, but our house didn't sell, so we are doing what we can with what we have. May y'all bless this people in this time. Thank you for what you do, Bear. Your mentor, you are a mentor for many. Praise y'all. That is the national intel today provided by y'all. Intel at bearindependent.com. If you would like to uh, participate, email intel at bearindependent.com. I also want to give a shout out to uh, Angry Prepper, our brother Jason because this morning I was plowing through Google images looking uh, under the term prepper for a clickbait thumbnail, uh, being completely frank with you. And he's, if you Google prepper, he's all over the images. Who? Angry prepper. Oh, uh-huh. And so I texted him this morning. I was like, bro, you're famous. You're all, you are all over Google. He is the prepper. Huh? He is. He's the guy. And so what's up, bro? Well, I'm glad it was him and not the, the northern guy. Uh, the, the northern guy, huh? The northern guy. That's funny. You're talking about the guy across the imaginary line in the snow up there? No. That's that cool. You know, if you, you need to produce hydroelectricity from your bug out bag, there's a fan thing you can throw into a creek that'll make you. Yeah, I've seen ads for that. Two milliwatts of DC power. Right. So you can charge your phone while you're bugging out. Right. Yep. It's probably. It's yeah. tracking your location. It is. Yeah. So you can be targeted. Right. Help yeah. them find you. <laughs> yeah. Just get a Garmin inReach and just click that. <laughs> um, <sighs> Jason doesn't plan on leaving New York, so I don't even know why he preps. Well, Watchmen, our intel differs, doesn't it? That might just be what he tells you. I know, Jason. We talk. We hang out. He comes on grindstone deployments. They're texty buddies. Yeah, we're we're texty buddies. Tony John, the KC-130 refueling wing has really been ramping up sorties here in my area. Yeah, so increase in military aviation activity all across the country. And, and guys, they could just be training. Training is a thing that happens as well. Or they could be World War III-ing. No, I don't know yet. Uh, I'm going to go pee because it's my show, and I get to do whatever I want to. Tommy Salter, WTF, a stick of six Blackhawks just flew over. Tommy, they're coming for you, bro. Go to ground. Shalom, brother. Right. Y'all can ask me a question, though. I'm, well, gonna, I'm not going to get on camera. I'm going to go pee. My wife will hang out with you for literally but a minute. I'll be right back. I'll be over here on the side. Okay, there. All right, guys.
Go ahead, boy. Pee where you want. Oh, shnikes, you just did it. That's part of why I like working. Whatever, man. I won't let you work at the dining room table anymore, then. Will you ever come out with a book on community, life skills, growing food, etc.? Maybe one day when we retire, um, there's just too much going on right now to make that happen. We ain't got enough time to write a book. Stealth Tommy, yes. Staying in the background. Uh, one of Muskogee window. I know Muskogee. Um, I mean, as long as you're outside of the city area. Who's getting bombed in the city? No, Muskogee. What about Muskogee? If it's a good area, and as long as you're outside, yeah. like. I wouldn't be a prepper in Muskogee Town. Nope. But. Yes, he went to go pee. He'll be back in a moment. And I am feeling fantastic. Thank you, PJD. PJD. What plants do I need to grow? Homemade salsas? Salas? Well, they misspelled it. I don't know. But tomato, cilantro, jalapeno. Cilantro. I said onion. cilantro. Onion. Onion. You gotta say it like an old Cajun guy. Do I know anyone that can repair a floor freezer? Floor freezer? No palmetto. I mean... I got a buddy that's an appliance tech that I call every once in a while and he'll generally talk me through like troubleshooting and stuff, but I don't know. Jimmy? No. Not Mark. Jimmy? Yeah. That's right. I haven't had to call him in a long time, but. That means our appliances haven't broken in a long time. <laughs> they haven't. That's phenomenal. Oh, and garlic. Yeah. Good word, Mark. Garlic. He's back. Ta-da. All right. Value exchange. If you're one of those people that jumps off when it's time to discuss the value exchange, do it. Beat feet, skedaddle, get out of here. Have a blessed day. Shaloha. Um, all the links are in the description. Um, American Prepper. Yay, Bear is back. Um, links are in the description. Patreon.com. We talked about getting kids on board. And that, uh, that was a video that I shot with T. Toombs from mountainreadiness.com at the Mountain Readiness event. I would recommend if you're anywhere on the East Coast, especially if you're in North Carolina, that you sign up for the spring Mountain Readiness event. It was a really good event. There were lots of good instructors there. Um, go check it out, mountainreadiness, R-E-A-D-I-N-E-S-S.com. And that video on getting kids on board is at Patreon this morning, along with a whole bunch of other vids. But yes, babe, I see you knife handing. You got. Well, also in the spring, they yeah. need the the RR. Yeah, the ruckus. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Ruckus is on the list. Oh, okay. We're gonna talk about. It. Let's see. So, what has what's just posted on Patreon lately? Uh, the give me your questions post, which is ongoing. That's where I get my uh, inspiration for the Q and A vids. 
This brief in written form posted, getting your kids on board. Last night's Pelt, Patreon exclusive live stream Thursday, I think was phenomenal. It was a really good Pelt. Would you agree, babe? Yes. Um, lots of questions about the Bible and divorce and stewardship and leading your home and all of that. Wednesday's brief, how I met Pastor Joe Fox uh, with Dudley, posted on Wednesday. The Eisenhower Matrix, uh, an in-stock alert, behind-the-scenes uh, Pareto Principle at Shabbat Night Live with Michael Rood. Men's Group Monday, the Monday Brief, Dealing with Negativity and Preparedness, a Chipper Patch Post, Natural Hygiene and Waste Management Solutions, and SHTF was a write-up. Um, let's see, uh, Sit Rep uh, from Saturday Night. That's uh, it's all on Patreon. Glock 316, that was some really good deep conversation on Pelt. Thanks, bro. So... Um, all that's on Patreon. Check it out. It's 10 bucks a month. Um, it's the best 10 bucks you can spend on the internet. Uh, ask me how I know. Refugemedical.com. You may have heard of this little company called Refuge Medical. I started it in my barn four years ago. And now, by the grace of the Most High, we're on four continents with all branches of the U.S. Armed Forces electively. 93 lives saved to date, plus 15 15 Oklahoma law enforcement officers through Project Tribute Foundation. So that's what, 108 people who are still alive because of refuge medical kits. That's amazing. Um, and we guarantee our stuff forever, which we make here in the United States of America. So um, you can check us out, refugemedical.com. Everything is HSA and FSA eligible. AEDs are back in stock, field medic kits are back in stock, and the flagship, the Bearfac, is back in stock in all the colors. This is red with reflective. It also comes in Ranger Green, Coyote Tan, Multicam, Gray, Black. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for colors. But this kit is made out of durable ballistic nylon. It's Molly compatible. Look at, the, look at the stitching. Look at this, y'all. Very heavy duty. Look at the webbing. Very heavy duty. This is not your run-of-the-mill Chinese bullshit nylon. This is good stuff. Okay? And uh, the way this works is you've got your nylon on the outside for your portability and your durability. And you pop this lid open. You grab the red handle. Why? Because your eye naturally goes to red. You grab the red handle and you pull. And now I've got my capability in my hand and I can pop this open with one hand and I've got all the stuff that I need to work the March algorithm, massive bleeding, airway, respiratory, circulation, head injury, hypothermia, everything else. So I've got a cat gen seven tourniquet here. I've got a pair of gloves. I've got my uh, medical tape. I've got emergency trauma dressing. I've got my Sharpie in the back here in what we call the stack. I've got my shears, real shears. Listen, these are real EMT shears. These are not shitty shears. These shears are the first thing that when Wrangle Star, Wrangler Star reviewed this kit, this was the first thing that he keyed in on. Oh, they could have used bullshit shears. They didn't. They used real shears. Yeah. We used expensive shears. Yep. 
two five by nine gauze pads, two of them, because if I need big gauze, I need it now. A nasal pharyngeal airway, size 28 French, with your surge lube on the back. A pair of chest seals, one vented, one non-vented, for any holes and Audi holes. And a burn tech dressing, because burns are a common modality of injury in motor vehicle accidents, which statistically is the most likely thing you're going to have to deal with. That's in the stack in the back. And then down here in the bottom right here, we've got another pocket. And in this pocket, we've got our quick clot rolled gauze, hemostatic impregnated gauze for wound packing, traumatic bleeds. And then we've got our trauma pack. And in our trauma pack, we have compressed gauze, rolled gauze, triangle bandage, mylar blanket, two by two, four by four, five by nine gauze pads, flat duct tape, eye shield, and eye pad all inside of here. This is your circulation, head injury, hypothermia, everything else module. And so unlike a lot of companies that make an air quote first aid kit, and don't know shit from Shinola when it comes to actually performing first aid and don't understand priority of care. We literally built this thing to work the March algorithm. Massive bleeding first. It's right here. So the first thing you come to is the stuff that I need for massive bleeding, including your gloves. Gloves on scene safe. If it's wet and not yours, don't touch it. Okay, so this is the first stuff I need right here. March, massive bleeding first, then airway and respiratory. That's right here airway and respiratory okay nasal pharyngeal airway for airway respiratory is our chest seals to maintain reliable inflation of the lungs massive bleeding airway respiratory circulation head injury hypothermia everything else down here okay so it's literally laid out for prioritization of care per the march algorithm this is not a good idea fairy price point bullshit first aid kit 93 people plus 15 law enforcement officers, 108 people still alive because this kit works. Okay. Refugemedical.com. If you're on Patreon, use your promo code. Um, and all of our stuff is HSA and FSA eligible. Made in America, guaranteed forever. We do also have, um, I think the bare minimum is back in stock as well. You guys want to see what's in the bare min? You guys, you can hit me in the chat. You want to see what's in the bare min? My SOB is on the way to me now. What's up, Kimberly Dickey? Nurse Doc, what's going on? DJ Delta, yes, yes, always go to class. Yes, yes, yes. Show us. Okay, I will. It's your time. Try not to waste it. This is the bare minimum. This is 219 bucks. Okay. And you might be saying to yourself, 219 bucks for a first aid kit. Unconditionally guaranteed forever. If you use the components of any of our kits to save a life, we will replace them at no cost to you. And these are real components. Real shears on the outside right here. A real Gen 7 cat tourniquet on the outside right here. Not a knockoff, not a rhino rescue, not some Chinese bullshit. A real one from Cat Resources in the United States. Same concept. The outside nylon is your durability and your portability. Pop the lid open like so. Grab the right handle. Pull. Same concept. In here, I've got my trauma dressing. I've got my gloves. I've got rolled gauze. I've got quick clot for wound packing. I've got my medical tape. And I've got back here 
compressed gauze for wound packing as well. So again, prioritization of care per the March algorithm. Back here, airway and respiratory. Remember that? I've got my chest seals and a burn tech dressing. Now, in the bare minimum down here, because many of y'all have been like, I get it, bear, you know, shot, stabbed, blown up, motor vehicle accident, copy. What happens if Susie falls off of her bike? I don't need a six-inch emergency trauma dressing for a skinned knee. What do I do? So down here in the bare minimum, we have, in this pocket, we have all of this stuff. Real, not garbage, rebranded, private label Chinese bullshit. Real 3M Steri-Strips. These are medical grade Steri-Strips, okay, for wound closure. Band-Aids, knuckle bandages, finger bandages, regular Band-Aids. Curad, not, you know, no-name, private label bullshit. We've got our OTC wipes, your burn gels and your BZK towelettes and your povidone iodine, your alcohol, and then a gauze pack, two-by-twos, four-by-fours, five-by-nines, which when combined with your tape will solve most of your uh, minor bleeding problems. That's the bare minimum. So that's also in stock. Uh, and I'll again tell you guys, we are doing everything we can to keep things in stock. And so if you see it and you want it, I would get it today. Okay. So that's uh, refugemedical.com. Again, HSA, FSA eligible, always. Uh, always made in America, always guaranteed forever. We always use the best components. And uh, the Field Medic, which is a considerable backpack size first aid kit, is back in stock. Uh, limited quantities, SRAEDs, automated uh, electric defibrillation devices, uh, back in stock. Limited quantities. RefugeRuckus.com. If you have uh, the same hatred for unrighteousness in your heart that I do, and you would like to support our ministries that um, rescue and restore juvenile human trafficking survivors, please visit refugeruckus.com. This is a live event that is happening in Fort Smith, Arkansas. If you can't make it to Fort Smith, you can be a remote rucker. It's a 5K ruck that is to raise awareness and funds for Caleb House. Vader just said leather kits with the surprised face. Yes, we also have leather kits made by Justin Nazarene Leather Co. at Refuge Medical. Check them out. Still filled with the best components on planet Earth. Made in America. Um, so refugeruckus.com. Check it out. Speaking of the angry prepper, he'll be one of the people speaking there at the ruckus. Pastor Joe, Sister Kate. The Angry Viking Therapist, myself, Cosmopolitan Cornbread, and many other people are doing instruction, motivation, workshops, speaking at the event. There'll be vendors, there'll be live music, there'll be food. That's all happening on Friday. Saturday is Shabbat. We're going to hang out, read the Bible, fellowship, worship music. Then Sunday morning, we ruck, and we ruck through downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas to raise funds for Caleb House. Now you might be asking yourself, got it bear, what's a Caleb House? Caleb with a K, K-A-L-E-B, calebhouse.org. 
Caleb House is our rescue and restoration ministry. 90% of all funds that are spent on anti-human trafficking in the United States of America are spent on awareness. I don't care about awareness. I know there's a problem. 10% is spent on rescue, and rescue is good, but 0% is spent on restoration. Where do we put these kids after we rescue them? So that's what Caleb House is. It allows us to circumnavigate the federal government and the foster care system and CPS and take these kids to a secure location where all their needs are met, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, educational, and financial, six facets of restoration. All of their needs are met. They're protected, they're loved, they're raised up in the way that they should go so they do not depart from it when they're older. And there is no timeline on our program. It's not a six-month or one-year program because I'm not going to tell a four-year-old they've got a year to get their shit together before I kick them out again. We raise them up. We've had people graduate out of Caleb House, and it's an absolute blessing. What does it look like to graduate out of Caleb House? They can stand on their own two feet again. And you can't put a timeline on that. So we are actively building the Caleb House facility while also actively building the restoration team. We already have a victim services team, which is the court advocacy and the mentorship and the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual support that these people need to get back together again. We also have teams in the field. The teams in the field, um, they make splashes in water. Yeah, Matthew 18, 6. Maybe go read that. Um, they make sure that bad shit happens to bad people. All of that, unfortunately, costs money. And I don't want a dime from you if you are not convicted by the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, to support what we do. I don't want a dime from you. But if you are, check us out. CalebHouse.org I never want to be working counter to the Holy Spirit. I never want to be partnered with anybody that doesn't actually support what we do. My God is God, and every dime on planet Earth belongs to him anyway. So we will always get what we need to do his will. And those of y'all that help us get what we need to do his will, I deeply appreciate you because we would not be able to do what we do, which is rescue and restoration without you. I anticipate our operational costs, once Caleb House, the facility is up and built, will soar to about $100,000 per month. That's staff and housing and feeding kiddos and teaching and medical and trauma therapists and all of that, $100,000 per month. And so if the spirit moves you, please consider if you're going to donate a recurring donation that helps us a lot. And if not, that's fine. There's plenty of other ministries that need your help as well. I'll tell you this. I never take a dime from Caleb House. Never. I'm on the payroll for Caleb House or for Grindstone. Uh, if anything, money flows out of my wallet into those organizations, not the other way around. Um, I do not need to buy a 747 so I can go preach the word in Zimbabwe. I'm not one of those people. Um, 
Refuge Medical has bankrolled a lot of the hood rat shit that we've done. And so again, thanks for supporting Refuge. Uh, part of that 5% realized profit. Yeah, hood rat shit. So check out calebhouse.org, grindstoneministries.com if you want to get a Caleb House t-shirt, long sleeve, hoodie, our brother saws facts not feeling shirt. Our brother Rex is the real dope shirt. Uh, links in the description. Also, Sanctified Supply Co. has a limited run of bear shirts going on right now, like this one. Unafraid and ungovernable. Unafraid back. and ungovernable in limited quantities are back. So you can check out Sanctified Supply Co. Proceeds of which go to support Caleb House. Um, I'm not going to read to you today from this book. Suffice it to say, there are plenty of shitheads out there that just need to get some because they are systematically hurting children um, and then killing those children so that those children can't testify against them. And that is what we are putting the stop to with Caleb House. I will not let that shit stand. I will not allow that to perpetuate if there's anything I can do about it. And we are. And I would ask you to please pray for all of the people that you will never meet, whose names you will never know, you will never know what they look like, that are actively out there operating on behalf of Yah via Caleb House with our field teams and our victim services staff because they, um, they are the tip of the spear with this stuff. And it's funny. They thank me all the time for talking to y'all about this and raising awareness for Caleb House. They thank me for what I do. And I'm like, yeah, I, I talk about it and occasionally operate against it. They operate against it 24-7. It's their full-time job. And so they need uplifting as well. So keep them in your prayers. Now, with that, long brief today. Not a brief brief at all. But let's talk to the creator of the universe, because it's only because he's awesome that we got to breathe some air today anyway. Come on. Come over here, sweetheart. She's not wanting me to bend. <laughs> oh, the baby is not having it. Oh, good morning, Father Yah. Father, thank you for my wife. Thank you for my children. Thank you for the unborn who will be here soon, be it your will. Father, thank you for all the miraculous things that you've done through this show. Thank you for allowing us to do this on the days that we want to and requiring us to do this on the days that we don't. Thank you for guiding our steps and for teaching our mind and our heart to better follow you and to walk in your way. But I thank you for everybody within the sound of my voice that has not lost on me the influence that you've allowed us to have. And I pray that we would continue to be a good influence for your glory 
and to spread your light and to continue to be pipes for your living water. It is humbling and amazing, and I thank you for it. I pray that it's never something that we take for granted, that it's always awesome and awe-inspiring. Father, thank you for these people. I pray that you would bless them today and that you would make your face to shine upon them and that you would pour out your peace, your shalom on them. Those that are going through stuff that might seem overwhelming, insurmountable, that they would remember that you are Yah and that your will would be done in your time and that your hand is mighty to save and is, there is nothing outside of your purview and your power and that we would trust in you. And Father, with that trust, that you would manifest yourself miraculously in ways that are undeniable as a witness and a testimony to your awesome power and glory. I pray that you'd make us strong, that you'd give us endurance, and that we would execute with power and authority in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. And I pray that you'd pour out your spirit on all flesh, Yeruach HaKodesh, for wisdom and discernment, Father, and that you would bring peace that surpasses all understanding, that we would be still and know that you are Yah. I thank you that you've made us fearfully and wonderfully in your image for your purposes. And I pray that you'd reveal your calling for each one of us that we would use our giftings and our talents and our delights to bring you glory and to rescue people, to bring them back into the fold, back into your house, to be sons and daughters of the living Elohim. Father, thank you for the covering of the blood of your son. Thank you for redeeming us back into the household. Thank you for loving us enough to chase us down and make a way for us to come home again. Anything that's not of you within the sound of my sound of my voice. We come together in agreement and rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach and command it to flee. Father, put a hedge of protection around these people. Use them for your will. And I lift them up and I set them at your feet. And ask you to bless them today. Protect them. Provide for them. And bless them, Father. And ask these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Alright. Every time somebody with a little tear gas canister just sneaks in here and just cracks it open just a little bit. cuts onions. Is that what you think it is? Yeah. It's the Ruach, baby. Tears are good. They mm -hmm. cleanse us. It's like a little mikvah every time. Mm -hmm. I appreciate y'all very much. Thank you for being a part of what we do. We have the best audience on planet Earth. And nobody 
will ever convince me otherwise. 41 grindstone deployments, tens of thousands of hot meals, hundreds of thousands of tons of debris, dozens of children rescued, dozens of perverts put behind bars, thousands of Bibles donated, thousands of videos and live streams. It's awe-inspiring. And if the Father has put a calling on your heart, do it. Mm -hmm. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Do it today. Have a blessed day of prep. And go forth and be the light bear nation. Shalom. Mm -hmm.